their offensive line, nicknamed the Hogs by line coach Joe Bugle, began to control the tempo of the game with a play called 50 Gut. Joe Jacoby and Russ Grimm, the two Hogs that time with the big blocks. John Riggins, the diesel getting warm. Drag up that diesel. Oh, um, oh, um, oh, um. Let's go diesel. Good afternoon and welcome to another 50 Gut Blog Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Paul Williams, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Corey and Cliff. Fellas, what's going on? What's going on, man? It's a cold day in the DMV. Getting closer to Sunday. Hopefully another Redskins victory. Cliff, I'm tired, man. I'm just tired. I'm a tired man. Cliff, you gonna tell the people why you're tired? Or no, I'm not. No, I'm not. It's not really people's business. You know what I'm saying? It's not in their business. Just mind your business. Just mind your business. Will Smith voice. Damn, damn. You, you the feds now, Corey? Hey, I, thought you, I thought you might want to share with me. You sound like a state prosecutor, man. <laughs> <laughs> Try to lead me on. Tell the people why you're tired, Mr. Guafin. Uh, we're also joined today by our special guest, our 50 Gut West Coast Connection, Chris Williams. Chris, what's good, homie? Hey, happy to be here, sir. Another beautiful day in Southern California. It's a mm. little, over, little overcast, but you know, it's still like 71. Just a <laughs> typical fall day. I'm sure it's a hell, a hell of a lot better than what we got out here. Right? Just out here bragging. <laughs> right. I ain't seen the sun in days out here. For real. It's cold as shit outside. <laughs> I look, look, look the nah, little kid from Martin, bad, nose running, all that shit. It's, it's not, it's not bad, man. It's not bad, mm-hmm. and it's always better after a win. Oh, you know that most definitely. Uh, yeah, Chris, Chris was actually out there. He's, he made a trek from San Diego to Seattle for what we thought was going to be a beating, but it turned out to be a very uh, fortunate road trip, man. Chris, tell us about it, man. How, was it like out there? What was the atmosphere like? Are oh, the Seahawks fans? Uh, Go for it. It was uh, so I had actually, you know, we had talked last time I was at the Coliseum. That was the first time I'd been at the Coliseum. I've actually been to CenturyLink before. I was there in January of 2006 when Mark Brunel, Clinton Portis, (laughs) Santana Moss Mm. went to go see Matt Hasselbeck and Sean Alexander Mm -hmm. in the playoffs. Mm. Uh, We lost, as you guys probably. Remember, and it's funny that we had scored a touchdown with Santana. I think it was the only touchdown we scored that game. We might have got a garbage one later, but we were driving, and I was like, man, if I don't go get a beer now, it's now or never. <laughs> so I ran out to go get a beer, and right as I was getting the beer, we scored a touchdown. I was like, ah, mm. oh, damn, I missed it. But this time I was like, all right, I will not get up while we have the, <laughs> while we have the ball. But, uh, no, it's I mean, a stadium, you know, that you, you often see lists – that list the top stadiums in the league and Seattle is generally near the top. Um, and it should be the, the stadium's ridiculously nice. Um, the layout is perfect. They're really, you know, the old, there's no bad seat. There isn't. I mean, it's a smaller stadium. It's probably about, it's over 10,000 seats smaller than uh, FedEx. Um, mm. It's only, it only holds 69,000. So mm. it's not, it's not a huge stadium. Um, it's just, it's loud. And that is, you know, it, that's not exaggerated on TV. I believe I read somewhere that they are no longer allowing stadiums to be built like that, where it's kind of like a half shell over the, the sideline seating because mm. of the echo, you know, just creates this like echo effect. It's just loud, man. 
Like as soon as we walked in, my girlfriend was like, "Damn, it's loud! <laughs> it, is, it is loud!" Mm. And you know, just further credit to our boys, mm-hmm. Mister Tall, mm-hmm. and uh, it was it was uh, it was funny, man. I will say one major down thumbs down for the stadium, although it was probably good for me, was that they only allow liquor on one floor. And that's the what? club level floor. Yeah. Mm. So I couldn't, you know, I was ready. I was looking for some crown. <laughs> the, king, the, the king could not have his crown on that day. Mm. Um, I had to wait till after the game. But it was, uh, it was overall, man, the stadium is gorgeous. It, it makes, it makes going to FedEx just seem like just such a Mickey Mouse operation. Well, it's definitely that. We know that. (laughs) You know, we've all been to FedEx countless times, and it's just like, man, when you go and see how the the better half live, it's like jumping out your Chevy Nova and hopping up in a Bentley, and you're like, damn, Mm. I I don't know if I can go back to the bucket. (laughs) (laughs) So what were the fans like? I I mean, Seahawks fans, they seem rowdy. They seem crazy. They're rowdy. Um, They're rowdy. But something struck me at the beginning of the game. Um, Seattle struggled. Obviously, the defense was balling out. Uh, we don't need to do a game recap. I know you guys already did one. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I noticed was the fans were like, here we go again. Really? Typical Seahawks. Slow to st- – oh, oh, terrible pass. Of course, Russ can't find anybody. And I'm like, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That wow. was something I did not expect. What? And it's something that I should have expected given that I'm on Twitter all the time and I see the irrational nature of fans, their fans are just as batshit, irrational, crazy as everybody else's fans. It doesn't even matter that they've had a Super Bowl in the last five years, should have had two. It doesn't matter they've had one of the best defenses the league has seen in years. It doesn't matter they have probably one of the top five to ten quarterbacks in the league. It doesn't matter. None of that matters. They bitch and moan the exact same that you would hear in Section 300 of FedEx, you will hear in section three hundred of CenturyLink. <laughs> mm. That that struck me. Wow, I was that's, like, whoa. That's kind of surprising because uh they're the Seattle Seahawks. I mean they just exactly. got relevant. So yeah. where where is that coming well, from? I, listen, man, entitlement comes in all shapes and sizes, apparently. True story. <laughs> it it was I mean, that just I couldn't believe it. And then fast forward to the end of the game, uh when we when we took the lead. I wouldn't. I would not go as far as to say like a large number of people started leaving, but a lot of people were like, "Man, f this," and just rolled. <laughs> wow. And I was like, "Yo, like, there's still a." I mean, me being a Redskins fan, I was like, "We're gonna lose." Like, mm-hmm. Russ is gonna come down, and you know, they'll they'll something will happen that will just screw us. And they only needed a field goal to tie. Now, of course, mm-hmm. I mean, the boos were rampant after Walsh missed his third one, but I mean, you know. What do you, what do you expect? This, this dude's a, a bum. They mm-hmm. knew that because they advanced in the playoffs two years ago because of him. Mm-hmm. I, I think it was uh, Cliff. They brought up like, why would you sign this dude? Right, like, right. Did you, what did you? What exactly did you think was going to happen? Yep. Like, I, it was so. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was just man. It, it's it's so funny that fan bases earn a narrative of like real fans or loyal or diehard. But they're just as crazy as our fans, man. It, that, that's why fan is short for fanatic. These people are insane. Like, if you don't go 16-0 and 0 and blow every team out by 30, like, I, I, I guarantee there were some fans of the 07 Patriots that would have found something to complain about. 
Like that's the, the fans are crazy. Mm-hmm. It's it's just unreal. <laughs> that's wild. I I never would have guessed a Seahawks fan would be ungrateful because y'all want to be grateful <laughs> were, for they, man. I mean, nah, man. Come on, man. Listen, I I follow soccer very closely, and in so- like Real Madrid fires coaches the year after titles. That's that's yeah. only here where it's like. Yeah. Well, you won two years ago, so we're not allowed to say anything. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying about our team. Like, we don't have this expectation that we're supposed to win. So, Aiden Nate's cool here. Mm-hmm. But that was last year. You know what I'm saying? Like, th- th- their fans, they-, they won a Super Bowl, what, t- what was that, 2013? 2013, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's than five years ago. Yep. That's a- but that's kind of a long time. They've been catching some L's, man. I mean, well, when did they win pre- prior to that? So, what are they supposed to just... I'm just saying. Ah, well, like, we won before. I mean, I, I, I tell you one thing. I would have taken a Super Bowl here in 2013 and been right. shitty for the last, see, last four see, or five years. See, what, see, what you're talking, see, you're talking to a Red Sox fan, right? <laughs> and the thing is, when that was the whole thought process up until when they won a World Series. But then they win the World Series, and the next season guys aren't playing well, and you boo the same guys that were hitting home runs the, years, the year before because it's a new year. No doubt. So, like, even if – you, you have that thought process where it's like, yes, if the Skins, oh man, if the Skins win one, I won't complain anymore. No, you will. It's a new season. <laughs> and you don't like catching L's, man. Nobody likes catching L's. Else. Nobody likes catching L's. No. And it doesn't matter W's you caught beforehand, your fanhood will turn on you. Yeah. And it, <laughs> it, it, it was. That was that was startling to me. I thought that there would be more of a, you know, and there were some that were like, oh, come on, Russ, we got this. But there were some that were like, see, see? And I was like, damn. I mean, I'm kind of surprised like, they would be talking about Russell like that. Like, boy, he, 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 he is their Russell. Are you? I mean, honestly, they were looking Russell up. That's crazy to me. I'll put it like this. I don't want to get into particulars as to why it's like that. <laughs> Listen, all I know is they complain about Cam in Carolina all the time. They even wrote an article saying a couple years ago that maybe Derek Anderson should be the starting quarterback. And Cam was the MVP. So, <laughs> yeah, I get it. Oh. Listen, when I was, I, I may or may not have uh, gone to the men's room and, you know, we were ahead most of the game. So I was talking a little spicy. And uh, <laughs> when I started clowning Russ, Caps was just laughing like, yeah, he is a cornball. <laughs> like, <laughs> nobody, nobody even had his back. Everybody, Caps was just like, yeah, yeah, he is raising another kid, another man's kids like a Bama. You right. You right. You <laughs> got to be a Bama. 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 It's a road game. There's no holes barred, baby. I was in there just. Lighten up everybody. The, a security guard actually came up to me and was like, you know, do you uh, feel threatened? Do you feel safe? Like nobody's like messing with you. And I was like, and I was like, listen, man, I was like, not only do I feel fine, but I need you to do me a favor. He's like, what's that? I was like, and I said it loud too. So everybody can hear. I was like, I need you to go downstairs to respond to an incident. There is an open trial for kickers at halftime, and they're going to need you, bro. Like, they're going to need you right now. And he's just like, man, you talk so much trash. And I was like, listen, man, we out here. I promise you. And, of course, somebody would, like, walk by in a Riggins jersey and be like, hell yeah. 
And it, was, <laughs> <laughs> man, it was funny. Like, Redskins fans, you know, we're irrational, but we've been, we've taken so many L's that, like, we're impervious to L's. Mm-hmm. I think the Seahawks fans have tasted so much success that they're, like, they, the L's still hurt them in a way that is just irrational. So they don't know how to deal with adversity. Man, we, we have watched this team for three decades. We know how to deal with adversity. Like, we, this is nothing. This is slight work. 100%. Right. <laughs> I can't wait to get out of, out to L.A. next month and join you oh. shit talking. Oh. It's, it's going to be live out there, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're you're going to be talking to other Skins fans. Right? Right. That's, that's all that's going to be there next we're going to a soccer stadium. It's not going to be nothing but skins fans. In there. It's like watching a, a football game at Mill, Tennessee State. Just <laughs> 20,000 states. It's so, bro, it's so true. So, yeah, man, the, the biggest takeaway I had. Oh, another thing. Apparently, you know, I just assume in the Pacific Northwest that Seattle got a lot of snow. What mm-hmm. I found was it does not. The way they sit on the sound, they get a lot of rain and it's gray a lot. And sometimes it gets cold. But they don't really get snow, and they definitely don't get snow in early November. Mm. So the weather that was going down was just—I mean, the locals were like, "Yo, this is not normal." Apparently, <laughs> it had been sixty-five and sunny the weekend before, mm. and so yeah, the the weather—you know—I don't think it was a factor in determining the game, but it was—it it made the scene, man. It, it felt like just a big-time football game. Mm-hmm. Crowd is just rocking. The stadium is loud, and it's just you know I see the snow coming down, and I see our boys out there just the defense living their best life. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, this is great. I mean, <laughs> you know, I'm not even tripping if we don't win because at least we're not being embarrassed. Mm-hmm. I thought there was a strong likelihood that we would get drubbed, and yep. that did not happen. It wasn't going to happen. Defense, defense was not allow that to, was not going to allow that to happen. Greg Minuski would have slapped somebody if that happened, and he didn't feel like slapping anybody. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, no doubt. So it was, man. It was, you know, a win always makes the experience a little bit better. But even if if Graham had come down with his big old paws on that ball in the end zone and gotten the hail mary, it still would have been a great experience. Defense showed up. And I, I'll say what? I, wait, Chris, I might got to cut you off because you said if Graham had come down with that ball, I might have ripped Paul's TV off his wall. Corey. I don't know if it would have been great. What, what, the, what did I tell you in the basement? What, right before Hail Mary. I was like, if they complete this Hail Mary, I'm fucking this basement up with everybody in it, dog. I was going to go eight shit down there. <laughs> oh, man. Jeez. But it was, you know, I, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna put her on blast. But I went with a friend of mine who is from Virginia, so he, you know, he is obviously a Redskins fan. His wife, who he lives with in Seattle, is a Seattle, is a Seattle fan. She's from there. She had a little too much to drink during the game, and uh, was sitting there, sitting there uh, sickly after the game. So we're sitting there waiting for everybody to leave. And so for about, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes while she's sitting down and my <laughs> friend is attending to her, my girlfriend and I are just holding court. And I am just eviscerating every Seattle fan who has to say <laughs> to me. I stood up and did my little first down signal, 
or oh, and to make it even better, this this for you, Corey. Mm. I was in my Josh Doxon jersey. My man. <laughs> <laughs> and it was full tilt, just crushing bammers. I'm told, and, and, you know, this is probably problematic to say, but I'm gonna say it anyway. I ain't running for office. Every, <laughs> every, <laughs> every white dude that talks slick to me, I just say, "Go away, Macklemore." Not the dude could look nothing like him. I would just say that. Man, the dude would just be confused, like what? <laughs> hey, don't get close to on Macklemore. <laughs> We'll save that for the appropriations podcast. I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so get, get your Subaru legacy. Go get your Starbucks and leave me alone. This is the winner's section. <laughs> immediately. Cats are like, you guys are only four and four. I was like, we're one and oh at Century Link Field in 2017. Move What's them. good. <laughs> Move them. And you don't want to start talking about rings, fam. You don't want that. Keep moving. You should have been like, ours might be a little dusty, but we still got one. But we still got them. Right. So, yeah, man, I I think that was, uh, I I believe I have, I probably have some stuff on Snap of me just talking extra, extra spicy, like one chip challenge spicy. Like, (laughs) I was was in all my glory after we held on for the win. So, Mm -hmm. Great, great atmosphere. Um, a lot of Skins fans there, man. I was, I was really surprised when I went at, when I went to that playoff game years ago. I was flying out there with my homeboy, and we left from BWI. And of the two hundred people in the plane, like a hundred people were Skins fans. Mm, it was wow. the morning of the game, and I was like, "Oh snap!" Like, yo, we're coming deep. And then when I got to the game, I didn't see none of them. I didn't see <laughs> nothing, zero. But yesterday, or excuse me, Sunday. Man, we, we were out there. And, and like you said, when we're in L.A. next month, oh, that's a home game, fam. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's going to be going silent count. I, I promise you. That's a home game. <laughs> Aspirin West. <laughs> home, home game, though. So, yeah, man, absolutely wonderful experience. Hey, man, thanks for holding it down out there, man. I, I knew you were going to a hostile territory, but I knew you would stand up to the challenge and talk that shit, and God damn it, you did. I'm glad for you, man. Something told me to wear that Dachshund jersey. It was either the Dachshund hey, or the Norman. I'm glad you did it, bro. I'm glad you Dachshund. did it. You know, you know he, he, he's on his way, man. He just needs an opportunity. You know man, I'm, I'm telling you, bro. I am, like, if this was a SAT thing, like, as Kirk <laughs> Cousins is to GP, Josh Dachshund is to Chris Williams. Like, <laughs> I, that dude is, <laughs> that mm-hmm. dude is a monster. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Chris Williams and Corey Gasway caping for Dosh Docs and the cape hey, we, are, fresh, are freshly pressed. They're always clean as hell. Chris, we're going to have to start that Dotson hive on Twitter. We got to get it going. Man, Ben started. I, I've been writing it every week. Even when even when Dotson has a bad game, I'll be slicing him on my Sunday slices. <laughs> <laughs> the cape is on, and that joint is just. It feels glorious right now. 100%. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, hopefully Doxon gets some more targets this week. Obviously, we got the Minnesota Vikings coming in here and their tremendous defense. I said on the last podcast, for me, for my money, Xavier Rhodes is the best cornerback in the league right now, so he has another stiff challenge. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It should be a good-ass game on Sunday. Mm-hmm. 
Let's talk a little bit. Is it going to be a good game? Because I, what man, I when I look at the 2017 Vikings, you know what I see? I see the 2008 Redskins. I see a, a, a smoke and mirror six and two. That's what I see. Mm. I'm, I'm not going. I'm not going to argue with you up there because I mean. If, if 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 all goes as planned, they're going to be walking on the field with Case Keenum. So I mean, I don't think Case Keenum has got our defense sweating bullets in the in the tra- in the uh, practice offices. So I mean, in the well, room, I think I think this is this is, this is a good matchup for us. Man, I you know, and I and I'm sure in like ten seconds, Cliff is going to come in here and be like, "Well, actually," and start sitting <laughs> on me. But I'm telling you, this is this is a good matchup for us, man. Like. I, they are their schedule is hot garbage, garbage. Mm-hmm. Like right. they are, their only win of significance was Week One against the Saints, who were trying to figure out what to do with their eight exactly. running backs. Mm-hmm. You know, just a, that was a weird spot. I, and they had Bradford. You know, if this was a Conference USA game and this was 2012, boy, I'd be loading up on Keenum. But it's <laughs> not. <Yeah>. So <laughs> I, I just. I think this is – and, man, I just read that Griffin's foot was hurt and he didn't practice. Mm-hmm. Everson? Yeah. He's out. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. I'm sorry. I don't – I don't. if Dalvin Cook was healthy, Bradford was healthy, Griffin was healthy, okay. That's a, that's a good matchup. But none of those are the case. Right. So, Vikings are so, a four-game Vikings are a four-game win streak, but listen to the quarterbacks they face in the past four weeks. And this is their QBR. Trubisky, 27.3. Hundley, 43.9. Flacco, 37.1. Kaiser, 20.9. These are the last mm. four quarterbacks they face. I mean, that, that ain't exactly Murray's row, bro. <laughs> Cliff, now you can go ahead and, and butt actually. Go ahead. But actually, coming? said on Monday it's a good matchup. But Keenum's not a bum. No, he's no bum. No they bum. got feeling. Dude, he's not a bum. Like, I mean, feeling is feeling really good, or you know, he might be appropriating himself. Uh-uh. Nah, 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 see, 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 nah, see, see, good ball. <laughs> feeling good. See, see, Chris, we gotta stop doing this, Chris. Listen, Cliff, I'm just doing like you did Kelsey a few weeks ago. You trying to tell I me he's for Kelsey? <laughs> <laughs> so I, ain't, I ain't know. I ain't know what Kelsey was. I know what Kelsey blown up. <laughs> Listen, I know I hear the people that question how good feeling is, and they seem to be a certain kind of people. I was we one can't of them. be doing this out here. Man. I was one of them. I like them. Can't though. be doing this out here. <laughs> mm-hmm. You, you know exactly what I'm talking about. He's sneaky athletic. Right. Uh, 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 <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> He's a gym rat. He's scrappy. <laughs> He's a leader on the field. <laughs> first, first guy in, last guy out. Hey, that's the best one. That's the go-to. <laughs> Generic white guy speak. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> Let's talk about the injuries because last week we were without eight starters. Obviously, we were starting a bunch of backups in Seattle. And today we got most of our guys back. Only of the 53 guys on the roster, all but three actually suited up for practice. Trent Williams, Matt Ioannidis, and Arthur Jones, who's going to be out for a while with a separated shoulder. So it looks like you're gaining some level of health back. I can't say for sure that all those guys are going to play on Sunday, but um, you know, you get you guys back on the offensive line, you you get healthy, and uh, you rock and roll. I mean, one of the main ones I think that I would love to see get healthy. Obviously, we want all of them back, but if we could get Ty and Secchi back and get Clemens' sorry ass out the lineup, <laughs> I think that would just be the biggest bonus for us. 
Yeah. That's just that's just what I think because I mean obviously we want all our players. We need everybody to be we need all hands on deck. But if we could get Nseki back out there for Kirk's blind side, I think that would be a huge, huge addition come Sunday. Yeah. I agree. Clemens is gonna get Kirk killed. Yes. I know they said they said Everson Griffin didn't practice today, but I don't they didn't rule him out just yet. They no, said no, no. what's his injury? Foot um, foot. Yeah. Foot's he, could get, he, could, he could go out there with one foot and kick <laughs> Clemens' ass. 100%. 100%. Destroy Clemens. <laughs> hey, Everson Griffin against TJ Clemens. He would sack Kirk like 30 times. Literally. No, Griffin's got what? Like 10 sacks, right? Yeah. I think he's like second or third in the NFL. He's a dog, man. Oh, yeah. He's, he's a beast. So... Please, Ty and Seki, if your core muscle allows it, get on that field on Sunday because I can't stand to see PJ Clemens out there one more time. Not one more game. Please, Lord. <laughs> not not <laughs> like Pearl Harbor. Never again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So let's talk about this Redskins offense against this Vikings defense. Obviously, the Vikings are a very good team. They're seventh in total defense, fourth against the pass, seventh against the run. They are – God, up front, there's just some dogs. We already mentioned Everson Griffin. They have Linfeld Joseph, Harrison Smith, uh, Xavier Rhodes, my guy, they have Anthony Barr. They have Daniel Hunter. They've got guys on guys on guys on, on their defense, and they come at you in waves. So what can the wrestling's offense do, which has been underwhelming the past few weeks, to get some points against the Vikings? Can we run the ball against Minnesota? Probably not. But you know what? We it look. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember last year after the game last year because we kind of lit them up. That we did uh, when they came here. I think Zimmer says some lot. Let me. I think it's one of those things he might have a good feel for Zimmer's defense. Obviously, they work together in Cincy. Mm-hmm. Um, That's true. So, I think if you look at the matchups, obviously Xavier Rose is out there, mm-hmm. but we don't have a receiver for him to key on. Nope. So it's not like we're losing something. He does the receivers don't get thrown to anyways. So is Jordan Reed gonna play? That's really what it to me, that's what it comes down to. We need we need we need him and Crowder on the field. Absolutely. I mean he was he was full at practice today, correct, Reed? Right. So But I hey, mean, I mean that's it's a good Jordan sign. Reed. You can't really trust anything. I will believe he's playing once one o'clock on Sunday and he's actually on the field. Otherwise I can't trust the word they say about him. Well, I mean, true. for him for for him to practice full on a Wednesday, that's a great sign. I mean, it's you know, it a great <laughs> sign. But still, I, I'll be apprehensive. I, I'll be confident when I actually see him playing. But well, I, I, I you... feel confident that Crowder's going to play. I think he's actually went full today, and he's not the injury risk that Jordan Reed has been in the past. So I'm confident he'll Correct. be in the game. Well, Crowder, I don't know if you guys noticed. I mean, I, I you know, Doss is my guy. I follow him on Snapchat. It's, I follow most Redskins on Snapchat just because those are my guys. Jameson Crowder was crib walking on Josh Dotson's Snapchat today. So I think he's he's doing okay. He was feeling he was looking mighty uh mobile in the uh <laughs> snap that I see today. So I think I think number 80 is gonna be full go. Fingers right, crossed. Yeah. I just hope his fingers aren't crossed when he's catching those punts. Oh Lord. Oh. <laughs> I did y'all mean, see, did y'all see they signed uh Keenan Reynolds? former Navy quarterback to the practice squad. And I think that Gruden said some things that mm. he could be a future guy that can return punts for this team. Hey, that's huh. what he does, man. I didn't actually I, – I did not see that. that yeah. But that tells you right there kind of what Cliff has been preaching. The special teams has given us absolutely nothing. Nothing. And, we're, and we need some sort of spark in the return game. So, if, if, if they want to give him a shot, I'm all for it. 
it can't be worse. It can't. I mean, it can't. Can't possibly be worse. So this run game, last year, Rob Kelly had a 100-yard game, or almost, I think he had 98 yards versus the Vikings. Uh, no. You're getting Sheriff back. You're going to have Moses again. You're probably going to have Inseki back. You're probably going to have Lou Val back. Long is still questionable, but I, I'm not really that worried about Chase Rudy. I think he had a good game last week. Do you think they can get the ball moving on the ground against the Vikings? Do I think we can? No. But I think we need to run the ball to the point where they have to actually respect it because obviously we know Kirk's strength is to play action. And the last thing we want is Kirk doing five-step drops against that front versus Minnesota because chances are if Clemmings is at left tackle, he's going to get demolished by Everson Griffin. And chances are he's not going to throw that deep ball on that five-step drop. It'll just be check down King. And we'll, be, we'll be calling the punt team on second down. So, <laughs> I mean, basically for me, it's, it's all about getting them to respect the run game and try to get that play action going because if we can get the play action going, that's going to be the key to the game for me. I'd like to see Thompson get more than eight touches just in some way. And I'm not even saying they need to pound the rock with him. I'd just like to see him get more touches. I'm with you on that. Definitely. So, yeah, we're not running the ball on Sunday, boys. So, no. Sorry. <laughs> it's not happening. We don't, we're not a good running team in that manner. Uh, the throws to Thompson, that is our run game. But like I, I mean, said, Monday, if we get ahead, Get ahead in the game. Mm-hmm. Then you get the run. You can run the ball. But I'm not expecting to go out there and, and run all over the Vikings. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. With the speed that they got an inside linebacker with Barr and Kendricks, I mean, how much do we really expect for that screen game to work this week, too? Because, you know, that's Kirk's go-to, hitting Thompson in the little dump-offs. Barr and Kendricks get to that ball, man. That they do. I mean, I know that Minnesota is statistically ranked well against the run. Probably a lot of that has to do with They've been playing bad teams. They get ahead, and teams just stop running against them. But if you take a couple look, couple looks at their losses, and even a close game against Chicago, Chicago ran for over 100. Jordan Detroit, Howard. one of the worst run, run offenses in the league. Abdullah had almost 100. They lost. They played against Pittsburgh. They kind of got blown out. Uh, Le'Veon Bell had almost 90. I mean, I, they're not a fortress in the run game. I, I'm probably a little more scared of – they're, you know, just Griffin and the pass rush than just their run stopping per se. I don't think that they have a Zach Brown type sweeping up through the middle in the run game. Um, you know, that's not to say that Fat Rob's going to go get 100, but I also think that we can probably run more than 12 times. Oh, we better run more than 12 times. <laughs> I mean, I, I hear you, but it's, it's, yeah. it's not something that we usually do. Uh, last thing you want on Sunday is for Harrison Smith to be playing center field, them not to get the run game going, not get play action going, and he's just coming downhill and, and picking on these receivers and picking on Cousins because he's one of the best free safeties in the league. And if you give him a chance, he's going to get a pick or two. So, But you also know what's going to – you also know what's – you want to know what's going to help the run game on Sunday? You take shots downfield and complete some passes. Make those safeties respect the deep ball and make them stay back and not have, not have them bring their safeties inside that box. Because once they bring them inside the box – Run game is curtains. So, I mean, we get some plays over the middle. I mean, I feel like that's kind of where we ate last year with Jordan Reed and Crowder. We, we get some plays over the middle. I mean, they're going to have to respect that passing game, which would open up some lanes for that running game. Well, right, Cliff is going to tell me we have, we have no shot at running the ball. On them, so. We're not going to run the ball well. It's just, I mean, everybody keeps talking about we need to run the ball. 
we're not running the ball, guys. Sorry. Like, I, I, I'm, I don't even think about it when it comes to certain games. And I don't even think even if we had a quote-unquote good run team, I don't know how much success we would have running the ball on the Vikings anyways. So, mm. um, look, Terrence Newman still plays for them, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the guy, uh, they took that kid from Clemson, uh, Mackenzie Alexander, mm-hmm. right? Trey Waynes, he's a Big Ten guy. You know what I think about Big Ten corners. That's the weak link. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Charles Woodson. He's probably one of the only good ones. Go Blue. Um, <laughs> I think there's some matchups that we can, you know, that we can exploit. But it's they're a good defense. It's going to be a tough game. Mm-hmm. It's going to be tough to move the ball. It was tough to move the ball on Sunday. It wasn't because of the offense. You know, it's. I mean, I think at times it's easy for people to talk about these games as if the other teams are trying to stop you. They got good players, especially up front. So, and in the secondary, Harrison Smith, that, and that kid Sandeo is good. Mm-hmm. Sandeo yeah, is good. Obviously, Xavier Rhodes. That's a good defense. With a defense first coach, are they coming off a bye? Mm-hmm. They're gonna be ready to play. Yes, they are. I actually read a stat today that's kind of surprising. Yes, they're coming off a, a bye, but the Vikings are one and six in the past seven years coming off a of bye. So. It's definitely not stamped that they're going to be out here fresh and ready to roll. Well, I mean, they've also had some bad teams in the last seven years. I, I, I think bye week stats, if you stink, I don't care how many weeks you have. <laughs> Facts. Exactly. Facts. Yeah. <laughs> I, I honestly don't take a ton off of, you know, coming off the bye week. I think if anything else, it just probably helps with, you know, getting those lingering injuries recovered. I don't think that you're right. like – Mm-hmm. Turning into some super scheming team that you no never doubt. were before, but you're you're definitely the fresher team. Mm-hmm. You know, For sure, we know we know what football. You know, we know the kind of shit that comes from these guys playing. And you're bet it's like smoking. You're better off. <laughs> you're better <laughs> off just never not playing for a week than you are playing. I guarantee you, you're the healthier team. No doubt. No, that's that's the truth. All right, let's move on to the other side of the ball. And let's talk about the Vikings' offense against the Redskins' defense. And earlier on the pod this week, I had mentioned that the Redskins don't really want to be seen anymore of these mobile quarterbacks. They had enough of Dak. They had enough of Carson Wentz. They had enough of Russell. And they're going to get to see good old Case Keenum. I actually watched the last couple games they played. And Keenum is, I'm not going to say fleet of foot, but a lot more elusive in the pocket than I thought. Oh, yeah. He's only been sacked five times this season, which, I mean, it, by comparison, Bradford was sacked five times and only played in one game or two oh, games. Bradford. Cliff's guy. Is Bradford a plays with a, he plays with a cane. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's a cane. Saying. That's your guy, Cliff. Just go ahead and speak for him. I did speak for him. I, see, <laughs> dude, the thing is, I'm not like you guys. Where, where Just because I like a player means I just – I always got my cape ready to go oh, the all the time. <laughs> I'm willing to criticize players that I like. Um, not you know the thing about Keenum. Keenum flings that thing, man. He do just like he did in college. Like he he may do some things that don't make any sense at times. I think this is the probably the best he's played in his career. Absolutely, no no question. He's actually not the Case Keenum from the Texans. He actually looks pretty damn competent. So I'm sure in the off season he will get a fifty million dollar guaranteed contract. <laughs> Because that's the way this league works. So, right. no, no lies told. He's no, he's he's actually not playing poorly. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Uh, the Vikings' offense. I mean, he's leading them right now. And with Bradford going down and Dalvin Cook going down, you thought that they would kind of fall by the wayside, but they managed to keep it up. They're 13th in the NFL in scoring offense at 22.6 yards a game. 
We already mentioned, you know, Thielen and Diggs. They also have Laquan Treadwell and Jarius right in the slot. They also have Michael Floyd, and when he's not being a reckless drunk, he's actually a decent wide receiver. So Damn, Paul. Got to throw that out there for him, bro. <laughs> that was – Did I lie, though? I did mean, I lie on the match? That was some Joe Bucks what? right there, man. <laughs> what? I mean – That is, is a disgusting <laughs> act. That wasn't even necessary, man. Oh, but did I lie on the man or not? Nah? <laughs> I mean, that's... look. Hey, the streets is watching. Like, sorry. Yo, was that necessary, I mean... though? <laughs> Drinks up, bro. I ain't worried about you. What else can we do to stop, I mean, stop them on offense? I mean, Case is playing the best ball of his career, like y'all said. What can we do to slow him down? I mean, he might be playing the best ball of his his career, but we're not going to act like we're playing He's Matthew still Stafford. Keenum. Exactly. <laughs> we're not going to act like we're playing Matthew Stafford or Drew Brees this week. We need to whoa, whoa, get some pressure whoa. on him. Stafford, well, that's a pretty, Stafford, that's a pretty Stafford wide. Stafford is very flattered. He's very flattered that you mentioned him with Drew Brees. Bro. I mean, Cliff, come on, see, there you go. There you go. Stafford is very flattered by that. I, I mean, Stafford he is knows that's not true. Stafford is one of my guys. I just figured out those. It's, um, they're in the same division. That's all, you know. Look, they got Kyle Rudolph. They got mm-hmm. Thielen. They got Diggs. Mm-hmm. They got bum ass Treadwell. They got, damn. That's Corey's man. Corey's Ooh, that's definitely Corey's man. Ooh, just that's shame. Definitely your man. Hey, Corey, you, Corey Chris, you see how you're doing me, right? You see how you're doing me, right? No. Corey and I went Shame. back and forth on Treadwell <laughs> the, for like three months leading up to that draft. Back Listen, all, all I know is is that Thielen has one more touchdown than I do. So <laughs> I, forgive me if, you know, listen, I, I know that they're like, uh, dig scares me a little bit um, just because guys Thielen, like that always again, seem again, to Thielen eat us up. is better than Diggs. Uh, he might Woo! be. What I'm, what he's a he better be. receiver, I think. What I'm telling you is we're not facing the Steelers wide receiving core like this let's pump the brakes on yo i know i know that that, name me five better receiving duos than those two than Thielen and Diggs. yeah well pittsburgh juju and ab i'm sorry who juju and ab that's i'm gonna take i'm gonna take brian and brian and brown but Listen, Brian don't play even, i mean martavis doesn't even count no more they don't have i feel you chris the i'm duo is brown and bell Pretty much. I thought you were going receiver I mean, stuff. I am going receiver stuff. Okay. Exactly my point. So listen, if you, if, I, I'm not denying that Diggs and Thielen will present some problems, but what I will say is I'll I'll call back to what you guys said on the pod yesterday. Our corners and our secondary in general, bro, we're deep out here. We strap like, up. No, I, no, no. I, yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying that they're not gonna they're not gonna you know make a few plays on us. But I don't feel like that we're going to get beat because Thielen's going for a buck fifty and and Diggs is going for a hundred and twenty. Like right. that's not going to happen. Their Very strength, good. their strength is definitely plays to our strength. Mm-hmm. Except we right. don't stop tight ends, and Kyle Rudolph is a pretty good tight end. You damn right he is. I will give Rudolph all props. Also, Fuller owes Diggs because Diggs lit his ass up last year. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm sure Fuller did not forget about that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I just, again, I man, I, when I look at this Minnesota team, I see a product of the schedule. They are, they are, they're like Wisconsin. Like look, at their, <laughs> like, look at their schedule, and then you will figure out the record. I mean, you sure. Know, we'll do it the other way around. But that's still a quality, de- that's, that is still a top 10 defense. Absolutely. Sure. Right? Yes, their defense uh, is top 10. Their offense, 
I, middle of the road, if we're being generous. What's middle on offense? Uh, like, you know, maybe a hiccup above the middle of the road right now. Whose defense maybe, is better? Who do you think, who you think uh, has better defense? I would probably take theirs right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. I would take their so, front, but I would probably take our secondary. Who has better special teams? Yeah. They do. They do because their return yeah. game can their return game can light you up. So their you guys, return game sounds like you guys are saying that they're better. Fair. Yeah, they're I, overall. I think they're a better team right yeah, now. I, but that doesn't mean we can't get this win. Oh no doubt, no doubt. I I think I I don't see why we should lose to Case Keenum when you have uh, a franchise quarterback on, <laughs> on your team. So uh, uh, here, <laughs> yeah. you know what, Cliff? I knew, I knew somebody would give me the intro I was looking for. And, yes, and you, there you and go. you came, and you came through <laughs> in the clutch. <laughs> so I was, I was, boys. I was telling Paul the other day that as I was, I, I'm on a couple text threads with other Skins fans, and mm-hmm. one of the threads I'm on, I'm with uh, two of my my childhood friends, and I mean these dudes love Kirk. One of them, like legitimately loves Kirk. Like wants probably wants to invite him to his wedding. Like loves <laughs> Kirk. Invite probably probably and, wants to have him in the wedding. Huh, man? You know what I'm saying? Probably. <laughs> and like I mean it's just it's the uh, man. I, I thought that RG three was the most polarizing player in skins history, but he's not. It's Kirk. Like Kirk has divided the fan base. It's just the the narrative that surrounds Kirk is incredible. Mm-hmm. And so I decided you know, I don't want to be the type that wouldn't say something to someone's face. So what I did was I just wrote a letter to Kirk that I that I would like to share with you, gentlemen, this mm. afternoon. Oh, let me hear that. <laughs> uh, and you guys can feel free to uh, to uh, jump in anytime you want. It's a it's a lengthy letter, but I think it touches on a few things. Hmm. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> Salutations, Kirk Daniel Cousins. I hope you don't mind me using your full government name like that. I'm sure you like to keep things on the low while cruising the mean, loud streets in your Kendrick Lamar, good kid, Mad City minivan. But I I did want to take this opportunity to write you a letter. Now, don't worry. This isn't like a stay-in situation that you won't have to stash this among the daily correspondence you receive from... uh, from a 106.7 address that always ends in a GP plus KC forever inside of a heart symbol. <laughs> no, th- th- this is this is more of a therapeutic outpouring from a lifelong Skins fan who has no idea why he's scared of the team to commit to you long term, but might have a few reasons that may or may not make sense. Now, first, I just wanted to ask you a simple question: How the fuck did you pull off that win Sunday? No, seriously, <laughs> like how? Seattle's front seven attacked you like a Golden Corral buffet after a blunt to the face. The the offensive line was a who's who of who? Jamison Crowder was fresh off his best game of the year and then just, of course, pops up injured. Jordan Reed... (laughs) Oh, man, never mind. Reporting he's hurt is like reporting Trump has ties to Russia. Everybody already knows. I don't need an investigation to tell me. The point is... You never win that game. I mean, seriously, like in your whole career, you've never won a game like that. I need answers, Sway. You probably don't get that incredibly niche hip-hop culture reference, but just go with it. When results occur that we can't fully explain, bloggers like myself get delirious. 
Now that delirium could be caused by the choice to pursue an overcrowded, oversaturated world, ostensibly built as a meritocracy, but in actuality is a further extension of the good old boys network that permeates nearly every other profession, and specifically sports media, where bright satirical minds are shut up by the man, and thus we are forced wait, 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 Kurt, come back, come back. I'm sorry. <laughs> I went off on a tangent, man. I'll, I'll get back to the point. I'll get back to the point. Cuz, can I call you cuz? I live in Southern California currently, and the connotation is completely different in my locale. Thus, I'm hesitant to bestow such a loaded word onto a sympathetic character as complex as you are. So let, let's just rock with Kirk, right? Kirk, I got to keep it a stack with you, bruh. I'm not your biggest fan. I'm also not your biggest hater. Am I put off by your all G golly shucks demeanor? For sure. Did my eyes get their roll on like a big timer single from 2000 when you proclaimed <laughs> Jesus told you to sign your $24 million franchise tag? Mm. No question. No question. Was I ready to throw hands when you threw that inexcusable pick versus the Cowboys in week two last season when Garcon almost duffed you? Or that inexcusable <laughs> pick versus the Giants? in week 17 with the playoffs on the line last year, or that inexcusable pick versus the Eagles in week one this year? Yes, yes, and yes. Am I alarmed that you have nine fumbles through eight games this year, mm. which already matches your career high with half the year to go? Mm. Yep. Corey, please. But you know what? <laughs> but you know what? You've also given me December. Now, let me explain. From 2008 to 2014, I only got December one time. For me, getting quote-unquote December means that as attempts hit North Face, Tim's, and hoodie level, right-wingers complain about killing Christmas, and I get drunk at my parents' house over the holidays while turning into the Herm Edwards of board games. Hello? You play to win the game, Uncle Carol? <laughs> playing meaningful football. That's right. For a seven-year period, the Skins had exactly one December to give a damn about. One. Uno. Singular. 2012 with a QB we shall not name. Unless mm. we go down a rabbit hole to join Alice in Wonderland. Mm. But for the past two seasons, and after the Seattle win, probably three, the Skins will have given me December. A month where the football results actually start to matter. Thank you, bro. Seriously. Probably would be nice if our franchise QB could give us a January as well, but I don't take it for granted. But do I take you for granted? I mean, your fantasy numbers are off the chain. Damn near back-to-back 5,000-yard campaigns. Injury-assisted asterisks, but still a Pro Bowl appearance last season. A hell of a lot more TDs than picks. When you had Garcon, Djax, Reed, Crowder all healthy, you were putting up pinball numbers. I noticed. It was hard not to notice with the local media giving you interview enemas up your backside weekly. But, <laughs> but, but, I, but I digress. You know what? No, no. Let me regress the media. You see, hashtag Kirk High, the not at all affectionate nickname given to people who support you at an alarming and fat level, augmented from the original irrational fanhood of Beyonce crazies known as Beehive and the hysteria in the hysteria around that. I don't blame you for that. As far as I can tell, you're a pretty unassuming guy who just wants to go out and play ball. And yeah, you're anti-NRA on the field, as gunslinging is definitely not your game. But you give the squad the chance to win every week, and that's a good thing. But it can't just be that for the Kirk High. You can't be a guy who's capable of performing well, capable of having flaws, and imperfectly leading the team to above average. You can't be that. 
you have to be Brady or Breeze or Rodgers. Not in reality, just in their narrative. Look at his stats. Y'all know he had a lot of help in the last two years, right? Yeah. Well, he has no help now. <laughs> Saying that Brady and the other top quarterbacks always have help? Because I bet they disagree. The point is, it's not your fault that the narrative is navigated by drunk drivers. You're an innocent passenger. But the problem for me and other haters is we see your car driving by, swerving everywhere, and we're unsure if it's safe. We're going to go on a little tangent, boys. Hold on. I hate Tupac most overrated rapper in the history of the game. I wasn't a fan of him while he was living. I'm not a fan while he rests in peace. I know he was a cultural icon and a halfway decent actor. Y'all remember this? I up spit flying line to Omar had some juice. That's a cinema classic. <laughs> but I was just really never impressed with a dude that rhymed enemy with Hennessy and people went nuts. It sounded more like a simplistic, thugged out Dr. Seuss to me. But what, I, but what I discovered over time was that I was less a hater of Pac and more a hater of his fans. They were irrational, unable to grasp context or logically debate. It was simply, Pac was a legend, and shut down of dialogue. The narrative of Pac became my enemy, and my dislike of the artist actually took a back seat. I think that's where I am with you, Kirk. My dislike of your game is far outweighed by my dislike of your narrative. The hyperbolization of your achievements, ceiling and progression, the unwillingness to just let your skin's career play out, and the rush to put you on the Mount Rushmore of all signal callers is bizarre, frustrating, and quite frankly annoying. But like the late great Robin Williams said in Goodwill Hunting, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. <laughs> it's not your fault. <laughs> Now, this mere culpa is still replete with shade. I'm sorry, homie, it's just been years of antipathy. It's Military Appreciation Month in the NFL, and while many inside and outside of the Kirk Hive have given you the moniker of Captain Kirk, I thought maybe, maybe we could try out some other ranks and some other nicknames that could be more applicable. You guys let me know which one sounds like it could work, right? So, um, how about Private prevent defense status <laughs> no? no no okay how about corporal check down mm. no like that no? okay all right how about sergeant short of the sticks <laughs> no? No? wait enough okay how about master sergeant meek arm Damn. That's, that, that's not to be confused with meek mill who's judging by his recent probation violation the subsequent jail sentence has no fear of taking risks mm. How about Staff Sergeant Supporting Cast Fault? <laughs> okay. How about First Lieutenant Flats Throws? <laughs> okay, how about Commander, where's Chris Thompson? <laughs> okay, how about General, go short, Vernon? <laughs> no? Okay. How about Admiral, almost won the game, but at least my numbers look good. Okay. All right, you're right, Let, let's just stick with Captain. All right, listen, Kirk, you've been a good sport. I don't love you, but it's not you, it's me. Here's what I do love. You're the quarterback of my favorite team in the world, and more Sundays than not, you're part of my happiness. You may not be perfect, but who is? We could be stuck with a guy who screams about grabbing female anatomy. No, 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 <laughs> I'm not talking about the president. I'm talking about the quarterback in Tampa who licks his fingers awkwardly <laughs> shaped like a W, like they were covered in old bay seasoning from Guilford crab legs. <laughs> <laughs> Or, 
we could be stuck with a QB taking a top of the 2012 draft who's always hurt and really only had one great statistical season. No, I'm, I'm not talking about RG3. I'm talking about the quarterback in Indianapolis who speaks and looks like Encino Man. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we, we could be stuck with a 30-something bum whose obese salary clogs the arteries of our cap while the team crumbles, but they have a ring from years ago. So somehow that's supposed to make us feel good. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about the 2015 Broncos. I'm talking about the weekend at Bernie Stiffs that call signals in New Jersey, New York, <laughs> Baltimore. What I'm saying is, I know it could be worse. For my birthday over the past summer, my girlfriend purchased me Nike Air Max 97s. Now, I'm no sneakerhead, but there's just something about the gaudy silver reflective lining circling these particular sneakers that I've always had an affinity for. I bought them in 1997 for a whopping $200. Fast forward 20 years and that they now cost $300. 300 effing dollars for the same shoes I got for $100 cheaper before. But you know what? I still wanted them. They were mine. They made me happy. And the cost was the result of inflation and demand. I know there are other sneakers out there that are better, have greater value. Some kicks today might even be worth more later. There's no doubt in my mind, I probably don't have the best kicks. And to some, that price wouldn't be worth it. I don't care, they're my kicks. It works for me. The price is paid is what it is. The shoe collection is better with these shoes in them than without them. So Kirk, I know you're not the best pair of Air Maxes in the world, the best colorway, the most exclusive, the supreme co-signed release. But sometimes you gotta pay a premium for some kicks and there's a good chance you're gonna secure your bag. With December around the corner, maybe it could be an early present. Good luck the rest of the way. I'll be cheering and cheering while the Kirk Hive is steering. Let's hope we all arrive where we want to be. Sincerely, Chris Williams. Hey. Hey. <laughs> hey. That is peak. That is You're peak hitting the nail on the coffin right there, bro. Hey. If we didn't have shit to talk about still, I would end the podcast on that note. That was perfect, homie. That was excellent. Man, I'm just been, man, I've been percolating about Kirk and talking about Kirk every damn day. For every so day, bro. Mm-hmm. I just, I had, I had to flesh it out. You had a moment. That's what it was. I, I, I had you a had a moment. I had a moment. I had to flesh out. I had to flesh out what I really thought and why it was the way I thought. Hey, you, you struck a chord with me when you started talking about pocking them. I mean, I'm a big fan of Pock, but I feel the analogy. Just the, the, the fans of Kirk, just, they just don't back down. They're relentless. And just it makes me resent him because the fans are so in your face. But look at his stats. <laughs> exactly. The thing he is, I only 17 fantasy points. I'm probably considered the biggest Kirk hater on the podcast, and I don't even dislike Kirk. I don't even dislike his fans. All I'm saying is, if you keep telling me you want the most money, why is it that quarterback doesn't require you also playing like one of the best? Mm -hmm. That's it, man. The franchise tag gives him top five money. It is not unreasonable to demand top five play. Nope. If if Brad Beal got his his new deal and went out there and averaged twelve points a game, the fans wouldn't be happy. No, they'd be oh. cooking him. Oh, he wouldn't be able to walk the streets of DC. No chance. Yeah. Uh, I saw someone tweet about this about how you know Bryce, Ovechkin, Wall. They have tons of pressure locally. Mm-hmm. They're the stars of each of their teams. Mm-hmm. Kirk really is given a has been given a free pass generally, especially from the media. I would say. The local media. So I don't understand 
why he's not we're not allowed to critique his play. Hmm. I've never heard of that with no. a quarterback. No. And that's what's funny is if let's say he did leave and he went to the Jets, life wouldn't be that easy in New York. They nope. wouldn't be patting you on the back all the time. Especially not on the damn sport on the on on you know on the fan in in, in New York. You know what I mean? They wouldn't no. be calling <laughs> in patting you on the back twenty four seven. Nope. This comes with the job. There's supposed to be pressure. Mm-hmm. The funny thing is we're talking about him checking down a lot. You know, he remember in the beginning, he was a gunslinger. Yep. But then he got a job. He's a slinger. He's, he's, he doesn't want a gunslinger anymore. Nope. Which is cool. But that's not, a, that's not me being a hater. Like, I want the team to win. I'm mm-hmm. not rooting against Kirk. Why the hell would I root against him? How does that make any it's sense? Foolish. It's foolish. I'm not really that interested in being right. Mm-hmm. I don't think the guy's that good. Is he better than most? I guess. But what's the bar? We're supposed to give you $100 million because you're better than Case Keenum? I mean, that's... Well, well, what else is out there, Cliff? Who else are you going to replace him with? Who cares? He's the best quarterback we've had in the last 25 years. So so you get $100 million. I think that's just... I don't understand the Ponzi scheme that is the NFL quarterback market. (laughs) I will never understand it. I don't understand how the other players in the league don't just go on strike because of it. Mm-hmm. Because, of, because a world where Andy Dalton is making way more than A.J. Green. Fucking when crazy. A.J. Green has to literally jump 10 feet in the air for every pass thrown his way. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make any sense to me, man. That's a, you just gave me another idea for a nickname with the Ponzi scheme. How about, <laughs> how about Kirky Madoff? <laughs> we have a winner. <laughs> hey, next, no. ne- ne- next game we go to a FedEx. I'm like, here we go. Kirky Madoff is at it again. Yeah. I'm curious so, ass thrown out. <laughs> right? like, yeah, we got to make it about the quarterback because the quarterback told us he didn't accept a long term deal mm-hmm. because God told him to sign. A one-year deal, but it's not about the money. Is what he it's not us. about the money, though. It's not about the money, though. Jesus told him to sign it. I thought maybe his agent was Latino, and it was actually Jesus. But <laughs> he, was talking about, he was talking about Jesus. My bad. He was talking about Jesus. So in the end, he's going to be the topic of discussion. Because mm-hmm. we went 9-7 and seven two years ago. We went 8-7-1 last year. Our team is actually good this year. It's seemingly, in terms of talent, the team is talented. Look at the other two teams ahead of us in the division. What is the difference between us and them? <laughs> That's all I got to say. We know mm-hmm. our O-line's good. Our defense mm-hmm. is pretty good. Wait a second, Cliff. He doesn't have any receivers to throw it to. It's like that. Uh-huh. Really? Who caught that touchdown Monday night for the Eagles? Some guy named Matt Hollins. I didn't even know the guy was from here. Mm. That's, how li- <laughs> That's how little I knew mm-hmm. about the dude. I didn't even mm-hmm. know he was from the area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look who Tom Brady throws to, man. You take away Gronk. And now, now cats are like, yo, but I'm saying, I mean, Chris Hogan. Chris Hogan. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, like, he turns nobodies into stars because mm-hmm. of his excellence. Mm-hmm. Look at Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Geronimo Rogers. Allison. Who the right. Hell is yeah. the, like... Hey, I tell you this. If Tom Brady weren't Chris Hogan's quarterback, EJ Biggers would strap him. You would get no problem. <laughs> <laughs> EJ Biggers. <laughs> EJ Biggers. What? Name drop. No, I, I, I'm just, I just, off the top of my head, just the most mm. bummy cornerback I think of. So it's I thought, I thought you were going to say, I thought you were going to say, Cliss, man, Josh, well, yeah, Josh Wilson. There he is. <laughs> Josh Wilson. Oof. 
Yeah. Chris, no, Hogan, it, Chris Hogan don't want no parts of Pierce and Paylou. It's just really hard for me to reconcile the fact that there are a lot of people around here who seem to just be rooting for this guy to be get to get a lot of money. And they don't requ- they and with it doesn't come performance. They just want him to get paid. Which is weird. Because I, I like these are also the, and these seem to be the same kind of people who complain about other players getting paid. But they are rooting so hard for this mm-hmm. player to get money. I don't I don't get it. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. Well, I get it. And that will be on a special pod. <laughs> that will be <laughs> end of the year. That will be behind a paywall. <laughs> <laughs> Fifty good after dark. <laughs> hey, y'all wild. <laughs> See, my, my thing with with cousins and his supporters are, it, it's a situation where I look at cousins and I know what he is and I know what he isn't. And like Cliff said, it's like you want him to have top five money, but he doesn't give you top five production. I know he has good stats. But nobody could really watch Kirk and say, outside of like a couple of occasions over the past three years that he comes through in the clutch, is like, do you not want to win a bowl? Do you not want to see this team succeed? You know what you can't do if you give Kirk $34 million next year? Pay anybody else. Mm-hmm. He already lost his two best receivers from last year. How good do you think he's going to be next year when he's already maxed out and you can't pay anybody else around him? It's, just, it's a thing where it's like, I understand where you're coming from. He's the best quarterback we've had in 25 years. You might not be able to find better in the draft. You might not be able to find better in free agency. But to me, personally, moving forward without a plan B is better than committing to a bad plan A. And I've said it over and over and over again in the past three years. That's it. Yo, remember when Mike Conley got that, that deal? Mm-hmm. That huge yep. deal? Mm-hmm. Remember all the people that ran on Twitter, all the NFL people? They couldn't wait to run on Twitter. Mm-hmm. It makes such a big deal about the fact that Mike Conley was making that kind of money. Mm-hmm. I remember. Okay. Mm-hmm. Kirk wants to be the highest paid pl- quarterback in the league, which would make him the highest paid player in the NFL, which <laughs> is mind boggling when you really think about it. Just think about that, man. Mm. Mike Conley is a better point guard than Kirk Cousins is a quarterback. Mm-hmm. That he is. Mm. No, he is. He oh, is. 100%, Chris. Come on. I'd probably put Conley, I put Conley like in the 10 to 15 range of point guards. Right, That's but, I put but, Kirk. There are, but there are a lot of point guards. There are a lot I mean, of I, yeah, guards. exactly. Yeah, but, a, they're not that but, many good quarterbacks. I think maybe so. not, but Kirk is still in the top, in the top third. Yeah, but it's but, um, but you, you got to look at it, it like it, in tiers, right? Is he is Russell Wilson in the top tier quarterbacks? No, he's probably in the he, second tier. He's close. Yeah, he's but, close. But Russell Russell's leading that second tier. If the, you're going to put him in the tiers. gap between Russell and Kirk. I don't think anybody would take Kirk over Russell. No, no. Well, I know some some yeah. that would. But Maybe yeah. on, you on know, but those people those people are stupid. See, that's, <laughs> see, this is the problem. It's the same problem we have when it comes to other things. Just because you keep repeating something doesn't mean it's true. You can. Sw- I didn't coolly say he take Kirk Cousins over Cam Newton. Sure did. Sure did. It's like, what are you talking about? A lot of cats say that. A lot of cats say that. I know. Know. They're crazy. Well, they're... Do you know how hard it is to win NFL MVP? Mm-hmm. You know how well you have to play to be MVP of the damn league? Yep. Whatever, man. <laughs> Paul, you're right. We do talk about Kirk too much. <laughs> but he, that's, he's that's a $24 million dollar man. He's going to be the topic of discussion. It, it just is what it is. You're making that money. You're the, All eyes are on you, bro. And I don't mean to bring up the number 10, the guy that used to be in charge here, but I'm going to do it. 
Kirk doesn't get no, half, Kirk doesn't get half the shit that that guy used to deal with. And no, everybody knows me. I was the Griffin caper. I'm not gonna lie. I used to cape for him. So I kind of I used to cape heavy for him. I did. I did. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie. So I, I under, used to. I understand where the Kirk Hive is coming from, but. We've looked at Kirk over the years now. You see who he is. You see what he's about. And you're still telling me that this guy, like, is the answer? I just can't. I Yo, can't it's agree funny. with that, man. How, I can't you agree know what's it. funny? It's how much it mirrors. <laughs> how much Griffin and Cousins mirror um, the White House, in a way. Right? <laughs> think, about, think about it. Now, we need another podcast. I want to clarify something, though. Okay. When Griffin came in, it was this like there was this like this newfound energy. It was hope right? throughout Redskins Nation. Clearly. There was absolutely Black Jesus. Mm-hmm. But everything Griffin did or said mm-hmm. became headline news every day. He could give the most innocuous quote. It's all they talk about in sports. What did he really mean? <laughs> there were things that Kirk has said. <laughs> that I know for a fact, if the last QB had said those things, it would have been the whole sports Absolutely. radio block for the day. 100%. Like, for it's example, got... today, did you hear what uh, Cousin said about doxing? Oh, I did. Go ahead and tell yeah. the people. Huh? He said, I mean, I, I, that's not a word-for-word quote. It's not verbatim. But he said something like, yeah, he's a really nice guy. He's not as, a, as aloof as he seems. And people will say Kirk is just being very G-golly and didn't mean it. But if RG3 said that shit. Walm would be on fire for days. B and G, that's not G. That, he said, "What? Mm-hmm. He's not as <laughs> as he seems." Mm-hmm. That's what he you, said. Cliff. See, see, you know what? Well, y'all funny? got Cliff fired up now, boy. No, because you know what's funny. <laughs> you know what's funny. I have never heard of a backup quarterback with a weekly radio appearance. Nope. So you, the thing about Kirk is that we are told constantly, you know. It's not a, he's not about himself. And, and, and maybe he's not. You don't get to have a weekly radio show when you're the back and quarterback, right? Nope. But he did. Mm-hmm. And that's where his base came from. Mm-hmm. Literally, if, that's if where doing, the base came from. Cliff, if we're doing, if we're doing the, the White House comparison between Griff and Kirk, then 106.7 is Russia. It's true. They they have like meddled. They have mm-hmm. meddled with the fan base. Mm-hmm. Because they put that guy on the radio every week. Yep. Does, do, do they have Colt on the radio now? Nope. Yeah, does Colt get a weekly Interesting. Nope. Interesting. Yeah, like, quite interesting. I think that sums everything up. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. they're and they're the biggest fans of his, and that's cool. Like you should, you can root for the quarterback. Mm-hmm. But we still get to look at the way the guy plays, and if he misses throws, we're allowed to say it. If Trent was out here giving up sacks or ha- or had a bad game, we're allowed to Maybe. say Trent had a bad game. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make us Trent haters. Nope. It's hard to win in the NFL without a top quarterback. Mm-hmm. Look at the, the Super Bowl is played by MVP quarterbacks, basically. That's basically the point we're at, with the exception of bum-ass Flacco and bum-ass Eli. You better be really good if you want to be in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Your quarterback has to be good. And even and even as bummy as they are now, when they went to the Super Bowl in 2011, 2012, they were playing well. Exactly. Like Absolutely. They, they helped their teams win the game. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, Eli had like a playoff for the ages in 2011. Sure did. So, you know, I mean, you, you, it's, I, I think what bothers me the most is, is what I get. And this is what I get the most 
kick back on is it's like, you know, there's other quarterbacks in the league that make mistakes. Like, no quarterback's perfect. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yo, I know, like, Stafford is another I, top five phone. guy paid. Like, I don't care that other quarterbacks make mistakes. If I was if I was a Lions fan, then I would be on the Lions version of 50 Gut Blog, and I'd be roasting Stafford, too. Like, mm-hmm. I don't care that other quarterbacks make mistakes and that they get paid a lot. Like, yo, I'm not cheering for that team. I'm cheering for this team. Mm-hmm. It would be like if it would be like if you you try to tell your mom and dad when you were a kid, like, yo, I'm saying, but Johnny down the street, he acts <laughs> up too. Mm-hmm. Your parents be like, I don't give a who ca- I don't care. You're in my house. Mm-hmm. So I don't care that Stafford makes mistakes. Oh, you know, I've seen Brady make bad throws before too. Yeah, I bet you have. Mm-hmm. So what? Mm-hmm. I promise you, I told you there there are fans that are willing to roast their players and their team in the most successful of environments. So mm. you're telling me that the skins who are what? What are we? One game, two games above 500 in the last 40 games. Mm. I'm supposed to be like, Oh, this guy's above reproach. Right. Never mm-hmm. talk about him. Never criticize him. Just pay him. And just, throw him. The, just throw him the bag. I mean, Come on. See here. You know, what's funny is considering the team we're about to play. Should case Keenum be asking for 20 million a year? Get the fuck out of here. No, no, but you, right? You see, you say that, right? He's six and two, man. He's six or and two. He's five and two. He's, or he's, been, he's four and two this year, right? He's played good football. If he plays like this the whole season, is he then an NFL starter? He's also the same age as Kirk, by the way. So, so that, that, that's the weird thing about this league, man. They were trying to tell us Matt Barkley was a starter. <laughs> you, remember that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. But they tell us Tyrod can't start. Yep. I'm not going to even get into all of that. Because it not really makes me upset. I hear it you. makes me upset. You, you Kirk was asking for $30 million mm-hmm. a year. They told Tyrod to take a pay cut. A fucking pay cut. <laughs> he had a 500 record at co- as quarterback. Of their team. They told him to take a pay cut. The yep. bum-ass bills. Yep. I, I can't imagine why. Mm. You got, did you guys read that article by Mina Kimes yeah. on Tyrod? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was good. I mean, that's something that I, I'm telling you. QB and NFL is a Ponzi scheme, man. I'm, I'm convinced of it. I've never, there is no other sport where such mediocre players are given this much money relative to the other players in their team, like it is NFL quarterbacks. Period. He is going to be making three times stand there what Trent Williams makes. Mm, mm, Think mm. about that. <laughs> mm. Also, he can throw a screen that Trent Williams blocks for. It makes no sense. Yeah, Listen, man. I'm not trying. I'm not trying to get in someone else's pocket. You can't knock the hustle. No, no. What, no, what, no. I, what, what I will say is, is that then don't tell me that I'm not allowed to critique their play. Exactly. That's that's all I'm. That I guess that is the, the most straightforward way I can phrase it. All right, let's let's move on to the weekly trivia question. I think I got a good one. I know Corey. I I got you last week. I got you and Cliff last week. <laughs> this one's a kind of a two parter. So. Mm. Put on your thinking caps real quick. Everybody put your phones down. No Google. No Google. <laughs> Got you. <laughs> All right. So since the 1987 NFC Championship game against the Vikings, the Redskins in Minnesota have played 14 times, split down the Dang. middle, seven times apiece, seven wins, seven losses for both. Mm. In that span, six different Viking quarterbacks have beaten the Redskins. Name the six. Jeez. And ident- and identify the one quarterback that's beat us twice. I see. See, Paul, wow. you, want, you want some Alex Trebek shit these days. Bruh. 
Because you be asking these questions. Oh, man. I got to I gotta put – all right, so – But the thing about it is – I'm trying to start from the – I'm trying to start from the back and move forward. I feel like that'll be – Well, easier. I know one, Christian Ponder. Yeah, that was the most recent one. Right? Oh. Yeah. Now, the, is that the most recent one? No. Oh, Didn't Ponder uh, beat us in – wasn't that in the – He beat us on Thursday Night Football. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the 2013 season, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. When Griff had that uh, big-ass brace on. I, I will say this. Yeah. There, there are no – all these quarterbacks are recognizable household names, I would say. There are no, no, like, obscure-ass quarterbacks on that list. So I mean, uh, Eric, Eric Kramer? No. Nah. One of them. Uh, um, mm. Brad Johnson. Paul Pepper. Is Brad Johnson. Paul Pepper. Brad Johnson's on there. Is Todd Dominic. Culpepper. Uh, Culpepper's not Culpepper. Culpepper's oh, not on there. Wow. Randall Cunningham? Cunningham's two. Mm. Jeff, jo- Jeff George? Jeff George. Actually, Cunningham's three because you already said Ponder. And by the way, Ponder is the one quarterback that's beat us twice. Yeah, he beat us Jeez. twice. Jeez. Two of his four career wins. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing down there at Florida State. I give Jim Fisher a lot of credit. He got EJ Manuel and Christian Ponder drafted in the first round. Right. So, <laughs> I don't know. He must he he must have a lot of glowing things to say about his own players. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, te- is Teddy? Is Teddy. Teddy yep, Teddy's the last Teddy person is. to be us in twenty fourteen. Warren Moon? Uh, nope, Warren Moon's not on there. Damn. Um, I'm surprised Jeff George on there. Last one. Or he's Jeff George on there. Two. Who? Brett Favre. Brett Favre. Oh, Brett Favre. Oh, okay. Brett Favre in 2010. There's one more. It was 1993. Can you think that far back? 93. 93. Uh, 93 would have been. Don't tell me yet, bro. It's definitely a guy to be a bum. Can I I give you a hint? Give me a hint. Like Chris Chandler or some shit. He has a Super Bowl ring. Obviously not with the Vikings, but with a team in the same division. Hold on. Eric Kramer. It's not the Lions. Oh, yeah, I said Kramer. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on. Got to be the Packers. Barf. Nobody from Detroit. Of course, hell no. That leaves Chicago. Hell no. Yeah, they ain't win no damn Super Bowl. Uh, wasn't but he has, a, he has a Super Bowl in the division, uh, right? Chris just said it. Chris said it again. McMahon? Jim McMahon? Oh, I didn't realize man. he went there late. Yeah, okay. Jim McMahon. I didn't realize he went there after the Bears. Yeah. Okay. He had some shit okay. years there. Mm-hmm. Yep, Jim McMahon. So there it is. Teddy, Ponder twice, Favre, Culpepper. No, I said Culpepper. <laughs> uh, Cunningham, Brad Johnson, Jim McMahon. Those are the mm. six. Mm. Yeah, that was uh, some, that was definitely some uh, who wants to be a millionaire type shit. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because, man, you know, when I, Corey, no, I like that one. I like, I I like that one, though, bro. Yeah, you've you, you been doing good so far, man. <laughs> Right, when man. I think when I think of recent history against the Vikings, I can only think about that Griff run in 2012. It's incredible. I mean, but Chris, don't do it. Don't do it because then everybody. I know. Just, I know. When everybody I listens know. to the show, you know they're gonna say, "Oh, you guys just <laughs> like Griffin." I mean, yeah, I do. No, Go ahead, damn right. hey, at me. At Sit, me. Listen, I love Griffin. 2012 was the of my adult life. 2012 is the best Redskins season I've ever had. How, hey. how could it not be? Yeah, I'm with you, bro. <laughs> how, Trust be, me. how could it not be? I'm with you. Uh, Cliff, I know you're about to say something. Cliff, go ahead and do it to the people. I know you're about to say something. He went number two in the draft. He has a lot of physical talent. Mm-hmm. What Kirk went round four. He, he's fourth round phys- physically. He's a fourth round quarterback. Straight up. Hey. But, but yo, but mean, shout, out to, shout out to Kirk. Shout out to Kirk. He's had a better career. And, mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, good you know, for him. He's still, he's still out here getting checks. And, Absolutely. You know, shout out to him. 
Slow knock. Yeah. Uh-uh. Nah, but I'm with Cl- uh, Chris on day. Uh, 2012, man, it, we sat through a lot of shitty rescue seasons. A lot of right. shitty rescue seasons. We've, we've seen some good, but that year, it was it was just Have we seen magical. some good? No. We've seen a couple good. <laughs> seen a couple good. Just a couple. Yeah, the, the, the 05 season was dope. Like, Moss and Portis. That was and fun. That Cooley was fun. and Sean Taylor and, you know, and uh, what's name? Uh, Marcus Washington out there dancing. Like, that was dancing, a fun yeah, team. dancing before every snap. Was that Brunel's year? He had that 23 yeah. straight or something like that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that was the Brunel game. year. Yeah. I mean, that was that was a fun year. 07 was. was obviously less fun because of Taylor's yeah. death. 07 was very somber. Mm-hmm. Right. I, was, I was living in L.A. at that time. I remember watching Todd Collins come on the field during that, uh, I think it was a Bears Monday night game. Sure was. Sure it was. was. It was a Thursday, Thursday night game. Thursday night game, sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are you? Todd Collins. And then we still made the playoffs. <laughs> made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but we, but we only seem to make the playoffs when the division is complete trash. Still, yeah, that's and also about. we only make the uh, make the playoffs when we make a late season run, and it's kind of shaping up the same way. It's gonna look like <laughs> we're about to be six and six heading into the San Diego game or San Diego. Look at me, the LA game. And we're, gonna <laughs> the four, LA game. we're gonna win four straight and make the playoffs at ten six. That's how it's gonna mm-hmm. go because that always hey. goes. So it's setting up nicely for us. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, that's it. what it, it, it's. It, when you, I'm, I'm listening to the pod yesterday, and you guys were talking about your predictions for the rest of the year, and I, man, I'm optimistic looking forward to the schedule, but at the same time, it, it's like it was great that we won Sunday, but we could have mm-hmm. easily lost. Absolutely. And it was great. It was great when we won three weeks ago against the Niners. But we damn sure could have lost that game too. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's hard to get to think that this team is over the hump, but to Corey's point. We are, we are hopefully getting healthy, mm-hmm. and hopefully, you know, we're not playing. I don't think we're the only powerhouse that I'm concerned left that we're playing is probably the Saints in New Orleans. But other than that, I feel like every other game is very winnable. Absolutely, sure. sure. But guys, we gotta think about our season so far, right? Um, it's been uneven. Yeah, the game even. we won on Sunday, the team commi- the other team committed sixteen penalties. Sixteen, they missed three field goals. Mm-hmm. Oh right. yeah, we beat oh, the Forty yeah. ers mm-hmm. Barely. If, they, if Garcon doesn't get that penalty, they win. Mm. Well, <laughs> Garcon committed the penalty. I know we disagree on that, but my man was doing some Carmelo shit out there. Appreciate <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> we we won the Rams game. That was a good mm-hmm. win. That's a good win. Then we hear the that was a good one. Then that Miko Grimes stuff that she was talking about. Ah, uh, she is. She, she needs to go somewhere. No, nah, no. Nah. Because, not. because honestly, what she's saying would make sense because their O line was terrible. And I'm not saying that they did it on purpose, but that team was so bad that night. Right, like they were so bad in that Sunday night game. Yeah, from they were kickoff. They were. So. Yeah. Look, we can't – there are no – I mean, we can call games winnable, but – Oh, yeah, there's no gimmies. We're, there's we, no gimmies. We're Absolutely a five, not. We're a 500 team at the mm-hmm. moment, mm-hmm. and it's because we played 500 football. Mm-hmm. So – You're on your Bill, you're on your bill Parcells? Um, no, I mean <laughs> – No, because, it, because in the end, that's the only way you make the playoffs. It's, no this doubt. isn't college football, right? Like, no They're doubt. not going to put us in the playoffs because our strength of schedule was good. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. 
Definitely, definitely, definitely. There's no gimmies on the schedule, but um, and I don't want to make a habit of just checking wins against teams that we quote unquote should beat. But um, you know you're gonna get healthier and the defense can pick, kick it up and the offense still hasn't reached their potential. If they play a little better, mm-hmm. then you have a chance. You know. Well, or, that all goes. That all goes back to who number eight. Correct? Or this is the offense. Uh, well, well, I, like at some point we're just going to say, well, this is our offense. We can't. I, like, I, We'll see. Saying. We'll see, man, because I, I still remember 15 where the first half of the season we were like, this offense is trash. Mm-hmm. The second half of the season against some lesser opponents, we ate. And, you know, number eight, I, number I, eight I, got I mean, hot. Number eight got yeah, hot. Well, yeah, you, he started playing some, some lesser opponents and right. he started cooking. I, I want to see if that plays out. We played some weak defenses. We did. Yeah. There are not that Absolutely. Many, there aren't weak defenses left on our schedule. There might be teams that aren't that aren't that strong. There are not crappy defenses that we're going to be playing against. Hey man, well, well, it's, well, it's time for him to earn that twenty-four mil, Cliff. I mean, I'm not even going to put this just all on him. I'm just saying, uh, I, at, at some point, because we are halfway through the season, if our defense had played poorly for half the season, we just say we had a bad defense. Our offense has been average for half the season. Maybe our offense is just average. That's that's not far fetched. Yeah, it's possible. All right, let's move on and uh, talk about our key matchups. Every week, we pick one Wrestling player and one Vikings player, and we do a little breakdown of the matchups coming up this weekend. Uh, my boy Kendall Fuller against Stephon Diggs. Last year, as we mentioned earlier, Steph Diggs tuned his ass up to a tune of <laughs> 13 catches for 164 yards. Mm. Lord. Exactly. But this ain't the same Kendall Fuller. This ain't the same Kendall Fuller as last year. He's healthy. He's playing with confidence. He's playing with swag. And he looks very confident in the defense. So I'm looking forward to having having a little measure of revenge this week. I'm sure that he'll be looked at early and often. I'm sure that he'll be looking to have a little bit of revenge on his mind. So that's my key matchup. Well, for me, I mean, we kind of spoke on him earlier. This guy was listed on an injury report for Minnesota. But I'm assuming that he's going to be out there. They're coming off a bye week. I'm expecting him to play. I don't know who's going to be our left tackle. Could be Trent, could be Inseki, could be Clemens. Lord, please don't let it be Clemens. But for me, it's going to be Everson Griffin versus our left tackle. Because if it's Clemens, it's going to be a long-ass day. I think you guys know that. At some kind of way, we're going to either have to match up. We're going to have to change the blocking schemes. We're going to need a slide protection. Because if you allow Everson Griffin to tee off on Kirk Cousins on Sunday, this game's over. Because like you said earlier, Chris, Kirk's pretty much leading the league in fumbles, and he will probably fumble, and he will probably force a few fumbles. We need to have some type of protection scheme set up for Everson Griffin. So, for me, it's Everson Griffin versus whoever is playing left tackle. It's interesting. I, I don't hear the fumbles brought up a lot. Yeah, we well, once I think Wentz also fumbles a little bit, too. Not as much as Kirk. I mean, quarterbacks in general always lead the teams in fumbles. Oh, no doubt. Okay? But nine, They're holding nine, the ball the most. They're a gonna, fumble they're a game is bad. You know, hey, know oh, it's bad. bad. Because I remember one of the critiques of the last quarterback here was that he fumbled too much. Mm-hmm. I remember that as well. Get um, down, Griffin. Sorry. Guys, <laughs> um, <laughs> so my key matchup is going to be Harrison Smith versus Kirk Cousins. Mm. We got lucky last week because the best safety in the game didn't play. Yep. Um, Earl T. Harrison Smith's pretty good. Damn good. Mm-hmm. We got to keep throwing the ball down the field. Well, keep. We need to start throwing the ball down the field. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I, I feel like when you play against top defenses, that's how you 
score points. We got fortunate last Sunday. We were because of penalties and all the, the, that crap. We were able to have two long drives, but that's not that's just not how you get it done versus top defenses. You need big no. plays, and we're not getting them from special teams. So nope. Uh, we're gonna need to throw the ball down the field. Harrison Smith, he's gonna be a factor as always. Hopefully, Jordan Reed can look at least sixty percent healthy and help us out. But yeah, Harrison Smith, Kirk Cousins, please throw the ball down the field, man. Mm-hmm. Just, just do it, man. Retweet. <laughs> this, this, is, this isn't my key matchup, but I did want to give just some quick cousin stats because obviously I'm just looking at cousin stats all day long. Uh, Pro Football Focus released their uh, QB rankings for the season after week nine. Kirk checks in at number 12 on their rankings. But three things that I was – I will say that I was a little bit surprised by that Kirk is doing well. He is fifth in the league in adjusted completion percentage. But Whoa. Kirk's always been pretty accurate. He's well, second in the league against the Blitz, which is, I mean, listen, that's that's something that you need to excel at if you're going to have a hodgepodge offensive line and get blitzed a lot. And he is eighth in the league in deep passes. So my my complaint would be he's not taking enough deep passes. But when he does, he's in the top eight in the league in doing so. So, you know, I mean, shout out, shout out to Captain. Like just that shit might be graded on a curve, man. Eighth in the list. <laughs> see, I'm, 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 I'm listen, about man. To, I'm, I'm, see, I'm giving you the numbers. Oh, now we're giving you the numbers. Just giving you the numbers because adjusted completion percentage is a very strange stat that Pro Football Focus uses. If you are throw, because it doesn't, it's not even a determination of whether it was an accurate pass. It's just the, was the ball caught. I think Kirk is like. Bottom ten in the league in terms of air yards per pass. All his passes are short. Correct. Yeah. Oh no. It's so, it doesn't take into context the depth of the right. pass. That's correct. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's look. Sam Bradford didn't Bradford set the record last year for he did. Well, that tells you everything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, adjust, I, I believe adjusted completion percentage does not take into account the result. It only takes into account the accuracy of the throw. Right. Was it a catch? Was it a catchable ball? Right. So. Yo, I mean, he's oh no, no, it's whether I thought, I, I thought it was whether the ball was caught or dropped. No, 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 no. The adjustment is for the for the quarterback is it adjusts toward it adjusts in the favor of the quarterback. Like it's your completion percentage may be this, but it should be higher or lower based on where you place the ball. So mm, if yeah. you're that's that's a stat you want to be good yeah. at. Well, so, I, yeah. So there, I don't know how. Closely, you guys follow follow uh, what goes on in analytical NFL stuff, but there's always this battle with PFF because the people who are then tracking these QBs after the season end up like the their completion percentage numbers end up being a little different in terms of accuracy, which is always right. interesting. So I, I like to wait yeah. till the end of the year. Uh, listen, Kirk's numbers are always going to look nice. Yeah, no, uh, but my key matchup is actually Josh Norman versus Cliff's boy, Adam Thielen. Um, that is my boy, Billy Hoyle. I, hey, listen. <laughs> hey, y'all no, sound like Thiel- some straight up haters, man. <laughs> hey, no, no, no. no Thielen, hey, Billy Thielen can nice. ball. Thielen can ball. Mm-hmm. He also averages over nine targets a game. Mm-hmm. So I would like to see number 24 get thrown at even hey. half that many times. So by all, by all means, Case Keenum, please throw at Jano. Yeah, please throw at Norman nine mm-hmm. times, mm-hmm. or throw at uh, Breland nine times. Like 
this is where I think our secondary is an advantage over Cliff's best receiving core in the league. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I said name me. I said name me. You know what's funny? I said name me five better receiving cores. You haven't even named me one. We ain't finished. You didn't even start. I'm not, I'm not going you said Juju Schuster and Antonio. You said Juju Schuster. I mean, I thought you never said. I would take Juju and AB before I would take Diggs and Theline. You're taking AB. You call him Theline? Adam Theline, Thielen, Thielen. whatever Thielen. the hell it is. Damn, dog. You just going to disrespect, <laughs> disrespect the man's name like that. Theline, Theline. It's got to be a duo. We can't be out take. Like, he. Man, I- I'll you take Evans and D-Jax. I'll take Fuller oh, and Hopkins. Yeah, absolutely. Take, you know, I'll take – shoot, give me Baldwin and Graham. Give me Demarius and Emmanuel Sanders. <laughs> okay, and I'm going to go ahead and call call and stop to this. <laughs> You're not taking a Jimmy Graham and Doug Baldwin over those two. Ain't why not? Why not? Uh, well, yeah, why not? Why not? Do you want me to list the reasons? <laughs> hey, we got to move on. We got to move on. We don't have time for this. We, we can save that for the uh, wide receiver rankings podcast. Jordy and Devontae, yeah. but go ahead. Nah, absolutely not. <laughs> All right. It's time for first and 10. Let's do first and 10, man. So, mm-hmm. 10 questions, five apiece. Everybody, one second answers. But since it's three of us today, Chris, Corey, and Cliff, let's pretend TJ Clemens has a false start. First and 15. <laughs> <laughs> Does he even have a false start this year? Why are you slandering my mouth? Hey, f- fine. Would it make you feel better if I said Moses has a false start? Either okay. Way, he might not have a down. blown start. He might not have a false start, but he damn sure got a blown assignment, a blown protection. <laughs> damn, dog. All right, all right, hey, all right yeah, TJ. Just, sorry, TJ. Fifteen sorry. questions, ninety seconds, one word answers. Keep it short. Keep it sweet. Let's do this. All right. <laughs> Corey, how many targets for uh, Josh Doxon? Seven. Cliff, how many tackles? Damn, Cliff. <laughs> Sorry, what was that? How many tackles was Zach Brown? Uh, Twelve. Chris, Four. who plays more snaps, D'Angelo Hall or Monte Nicholson? Hall. Corey, over under touches for Chris Thompson, 7.5. Over. Cliff, more, offen- more offensive snaps, Ryan Anderson or Samaji P. Ryan? <laughs> Damn, oh man. Damn. Damn, man. Hey, it's a real question. Hey. Ryan, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Hey, watch. First play. My bad, Paul. Watch. First play. We're going to line up Brian Anderson at fullback. <laughs> Chris, how many sacks on Case Keenum? Three. Corey, how many sacks on Kirk Cousins? Four. Cliff, over or under 260 yards of Kirk. Damn, 260. Well, under. (laughs) Chris, over under combined catches for Thielen and Dix, 9.5. I'll actually take the over because they're going to be behind. Corey, combined sacks by Daniel Hunter and Linville Joseph, 2.5. Under. Cliff, more rushing yards, Fat Rob or Locavius Murray? (laughs) Murray. Oh. Chris, more catches, Ryan Grant or Troll Fryer? Grant. Corey, over under interceptions by the rest of the secondary, 1.5. Over. Cliff, more catches, Vernon Davis or Kyle Rudolph? Vernon Davis. Chris, 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 completions of 20 or more air yards by Cousins? 
I'm gonna say three. Woo! Mm. Three. I like that. Mm-hmm. Must be Christmas. And that's your thing. <laughs> Must be Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, man. I I honestly think that Kirk is is. I, I'm hoping that he's gonna party like it's 2015. He's gonna start giving it. these dudes a chance to get vertical. I would well, love it. You, you remember when his paycheck was in 2015? <laughs> <laughs> I, like I, that just seems to be the apparent thing to me. Mm-hmm. The guy doesn't throw the ball outfield for certain. Well, he only had one last week, right? Mm-hmm. He had two in the last drive, man. Oh yeah, true. <laughs> like damn, <laughs> look, I, I'm not the biggest Kirk fan, but I did not. not I, I did not realize that the quick. Just... I did not realize the quick throw went over 20 yards. <laughs> I apologize. It, it, it did. Good. Okay. You know what Good I? You him. know what he I love that throw. Them. That throw actually was way more impressive than the Doxon throw. Um, he got smoked. He stood in I mean, there. just absolutely rocked. Mm-hmm. And he actually led the receiver to a spot. Like, I, I don't believe that Quick was just wide open when he released the ball. He led him to a spot, let, him, let Quick make a play. And shout out to the Rams' leading receiver from 2016 for actually making a contribution on the team. Mm-hmm. And last week I was going on and on and on about how Morris, Morris Harrison, Robert Davis need to get more snaps and Brian Quitney. Man, come on, he, fam. He shut, he shut <laughs> me real quick. Hey, man, I, I gotta, I gotta ride with Cliff on that. Dudes that don't play and aren't in the league don't play and aren't in the league for a reason. That, that's, I mean, they're bum cakes. That's <laughs> <laughs> All right, last things last. Let's all make a pick on the game. Give a hot take. Corey, why don't you start us off? Well, you kind of set mine up with that uh, first and 15 right there with the uh, over-under on the turnovers because I think Sunday I'm expecting our defense to show up again kind of like they did in Seattle. I mean, I know it's going to be a tough game. It's going to be hard sledding. It's going to be hard to score. But I think the boys are going to come out on top, man. It's going to be tough. It's going to be 60 minutes. They got to show up. We We can't turn the ball over. We got to get some plays downfield, but I think what's going to happen is our defense is going to cause three turnovers for us. I think the final score is going to be Washington 23, Minnesota 17. And I kind of already said my hot take with the three turnovers, but one of the one of the things with that is it's going to be a pick six by Bashad Breeland in the fourth quarter. Ooh. Final score 23-17, Washington Redskins moving on to five and four. Ooh, do we only have one pick six this year? Week Chris, one? I, I need a pick six, man. Is that all we have? Is That's that all we got. That's it. That's, it. That's all we just, got. Just Kerrigan? Damn. Mm-hmm. You're right. It's probably going to be on uh, Cliff's boy, Thielen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the Thielen slander is heavy on this podcast. Uh, you know what's funny? You know what's funny? Is watch Thielen end up cooking Brewing also. <laughs> Damn, Cliff, why you not go there? Corey, pour the heady, please. You know Thielen is like, I think Thielen is like top five in catches over like the last sixteen NFL weeks. That's why I point well, that out for the record. Well, like, well, I'd like to point out that he gets over nine targets a game. Yeah, you know, get targets. Give any receiver nine targets a game. They're nah, gonna get nah, a lot nah, of catches. Nah, 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 nah. That's not true. Well, maybe not any because I remember you, last year Pryor had one hundred and forty targets and only had seventy catches. Right. So maybe not any targets. You get targets because you're open. Generally speaking, some quarterbacks don't. <laughs> or unless you're Josh in, in or in Thielen's case, because it's reverse affirmative action. 
<laughs> hey, y'all should be ashamed of y'all. <laughs> this is how Jordy ended up going around too because of people like that. <laughs> Hey, shout out my hey, man Jordy. Huge hey, fan. what is hey no no Jordy slander here, but what has Jordy done anytime Roger's been hurt? What do you mean? That's, I, see, I, that's exactly not, what no, I said. No, that see that question makes no sense. Why? Because Cliff? you are going that makes from sense. you are going from starting the best QB in the league to starting people who shouldn't even be starting games. No doubt. Brown's numbers when Roethlisberger's out aren't good because it's Landry Jones. Like, nah. See, I disagree. Brown still cooks. No, he Look doesn't. at DeAndre Hopkins last season with the with the just Look at DeAndre Hopkins. platter of quarterbacks that he had last year. <laughs> he had a terrible still, season. Still DeAndre, DeAndre had a poo-poo platter his entire career at Houston. Pryor can't even play receiver. He got a thousand yards last year in Cleveland with their <laughs> quarterbacks. So don't tell me that a that a receiver just can't do anything because oh he used to play at Rogers now he's not playing Rogers. No, like, I'm not even saying Jordy ain't nice. I'm just saying like what are you saying? What I'm saying is is that let, let's not say that he is some you're saying that receiver. First of all, by the way, uh, he had 954 receiving yards last year. DeAndre Hopkins, what a great season by him. <laughs> um, Jordy ain't gonna get that this year. Jordy, Jordy has Brett Hundley throwing him the ball, who's probably that's, not. That's who DeAndre had last year, bro. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's exactly my point. If you have bad quarterbacks, you aren't gonna get passes. It's pretty simple. Brown's numbers are actually pretty bad when Rosberg doesn't play because he had Vic and Landry Jones. We're going from like Pro Bowl QBs to li- the people who aren't even replacement level players, man. Like hey, there will be no, there will be no Vic slander in my, in my presence <laughs> ever, ever, ever. I think it's funny. You can, go at, you can go at Landry though. <laughs> see, see, you know what's funny is I don't even dislike Vic. It's the Vic fans I dislike, just like you dislike Tupac fans, because you people are rational. You, oh, I'm very irrational with Cliff, it. Don't man. do it, bro. You, you people, I'm a huge Vic fan too. Don't the do Iverson it. people. Oh, oh, no. Yo, Cliff, you are stepping into right. Cliff, you dangerous know that Virginia, right? Virginia girl. I, I am suck. from Virginia. I'm just, po- dudes. I'm just pointing out like... these people are irrational. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh, no. No, I, I co-sign that. <laughs> Tupac. It's Tupac. Uh, Iverson. Vic. Cousins. <laughs> hey, go ahead, boy, bro. That's quite the Mount Rushmore right there, boy. That, that, one of these does not belong. Cousins, like, right. what the fuck am I doing here? Nah. <laughs> He's like, get in my, get in my van, fella. Listen, man. I, like, I think too. I think I think too often people treat quarterback like quarterback and receiver like one job is so much more important than the other that. If you can be Antonio Brown, who is a Hall of Fame player, you still need. It's like a a basketball team with no with no point guard. There's no one to bring the ball up to court. That's basically what ends up happening if Landry Jones is out there. Brett Hundley is terrible, terrible. So of course, Jordan Nelson's not putting up numbers. Devontae Adams is not that good, but that's a whole Come different on, conversation. Bro, don't do that. No, nah, he's not that good. De- Devontae has developed into a solid number two receiver in Green Bay. Bro. If if Rodgers is throwing to him. Don't forget Chris Mann, uh Jason Wynn the third. <laughs> Who's that? Who's that? Um, Who's that? Your your boy Juice. Juice? Jarvis Landry. Landry. Oh, Jar- oh, Jarvis Landry? Yeah. You mean, oh. you, mean you mean Larry Centers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, when the when 
the I hate Jarvis Landry parade comes through town, Cliff is in front twirling the baton every time. <laughs> but you know what's funny? Is I saw Jarvis send that tweet to Kirk. Isn't Jarvis a free agent after the season? He is. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that you be know funny what, though? if would, he ended up here? Yeah, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't mind him as a slot receiver. If he's our number pass. We, are, we already have a slot receiver. I mean, he probably wants to come here. He knows we're only throwing five-yard passes. Shit. Right. <laughs> he's going to eat. Right. 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 <laughs> now, I want I – want, uh, who's who's the boy in Jacksonville who's about to – Allen Robinson. That's Corey, yeah. man. Yeah, that's, that's who I want. Yep. You know what, yep. what does it say about you guys, boy Jarvis, that Pete, we'd rather have a guy with one ACL? <laughs> I'll, just, I, I'll, I'll hang up and, and listen. <laughs> uh, All right. Who's next prediction? Okay. I'm going to go 23 20, Washington. Um, I don't know. Ryan Grant catches a touchdown pass. I think this is going to be a really boring game. That's all the makings of a very boring kind of. As hey, long as we win, I'll t- I like boring. Oh, right, no doubt, no doubt. I'm just saying, like it's this is. Yeah, I could, I actually could see that too. So two offenses kind of sputtering along yeah. against decent defenses. Let's take right. care of the ball, man. Right. Mm-hmm. So can, I got a hot take: the running backs won't fumble this week. There you go. Well, can, that is can, a hot take. Can they do that? Does that mean – is that including Samaj P. Ryan Cliff? Well, you can't fumble if you're not on the field. So, <laughs> Hey, by the way, oh. that's why I said more offensive snaps, P. Ryan or Ryan Anderson. Oh, no, Ryan, Anderson Ryan Anderson might just get one, and that might outsnap him for real. Wait, uh, is it pa- – uh, Paul's not back? Uh, he, uh, he practiced, practiced today. He practiced you know, full day. Yep. You know? yeah, yeah, this is the NFL. It's very rare people miss two weeks with a concussion in the NFL. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's true. Two weeks? True. True. It's very rare you miss one week, let alone two. Right. Corey, Corey actually took my score. I'm going 23-17 as well. Um, agree with Cliff. Probably an unesthetically pleasing game. This is a game that I probably switched to liquor early. And just, uh, <laughs> you know, not because we're behind or I'm upset, just because I need to keep the party going. Mm-hmm. And uh, for a hot take, I got one for you. Get a meaningful play from the special teams. I would love it. I don't know what. Just I would love it. A meaningful meaningful play? play. You know, you know, getting it, your field goal blocked is meaningful. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming so we, meant get, we would be the, we would be the ones doing the block, Cliff, not getting our field goal blocked. We we do something game, something in special. There has not been, and I think y'all touched on this yesterday. Not one play on special teams this season where you're like, damn that changed the game. That changed nope. the course of the game. Not one. Nothing. Zero. Zilch. So, find me, you know, man, this could be, this honestly could be a game like the Ravens game last year, where Crowder takes one to the barn, the offense sputters, and we just hold on. And it's 16-10, ugly mm-hmm. as hell, but we get the win. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll gladly take it. Well said, man. Where you going, Paul? Where you going with it? Mm. I've actually picked the residents to lose three weeks in a row. So <laughs> it feels good to actually give them a little boat of confidence. I'm going to go Redskins 27, Vikings 17. We're scoring 27? Woo! They're going to have a day, man. They're going to have a day. I'll take it. They're going to have a day. Led by the defense giving short fields. My hot take, Redskins pass rush is going to get to Case Keenum. Not once. Not twice. Not three times, not even four times, on my World Series of Dice shit, 
Seven. Seven sacks. Oh, no. Whoa. They, they trade for TJ Clemens? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey if we get seven sacks, that means Preston and mm-hmm. Kerrigan. Man, I'll tell you what. You guys touched on this yesterday. 58. He's coming. Gillette's, Gillette's mm-hmm. been eating. He's starting to heat up. He's close. Yeah, he's man. Close. He, has, he has been eating. But like I said, I don't know who that right tackle is for the Seahawks, but that guy starts for them. That's incredible. That guy is <laughs> terrible. He had like five yeah. penalties. He was getting beat on every play. That's their starting right tackle. They put their franchise quarterback behind that guy. Mm-hmm. I know. That's crazy. Yeah, man. Yeah. Anyway, we're all in the Redskins. Let's pray for a, another glorious Sunday. Keep this wave going and, and make this push, man. Hey, you guys, are you guys going to go freeze at FedEx on Sunday? Nah. <sighs> Making sure. I, I, I remember the complaints about how cold it was at the Cowboys game, even though it was like 50 and rainy. So I, mean, I figured that you guys would not be attending this one. I mean, Cliff, we right, as of right now we have not planned on it, um, but you know things change. People give away tickets. <laughs> Prices drop. I, I'll say this, gentlemen. I, I, you know, it's dumb to give the old must win, but after this week, the Redskins play three times in twelve days, including two mm-hmm. on the road. Yep. So mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's a must win, but it's damn close we need it well said man yep. so all right that's all i have for you guys tonight man thank you for being with us again make sure to follow us on facebook at facebook.com backslash 50 gut on twitter and instagram at 50 gut blog and make sure to follow us on stitcher on overcast on google play on the itunes Store. make sure to like subscribe tell a friend tell a friend give five stars reviews nothing too mean i'm kind of sensitive uh <laughs> Yeah, we're out there. So, guys, tell me where to find you on social media, man. At Young Half underscore twenty one. All hail to the Burgundy and Gold. Let's get this win, Redskins Nation. Let's go. At Cliff Guaf, you'll be finding me Sunday in a heated room <laughs> of some sort. <laughs> Not be finding at- my ass at no damn FedEx. <laughs> at Slim C V A S L I M C W V A, as in the birthplace of Allen Iverson and Michael Vick. Mm. Uh, you, you will find Marcus Vick. Marcus Sunday. Vick as well. <laughs> yeah, Marcus Vick too. Uh, and and, uh, and Aaron Brooks. Shout out the old Saints with Aaron Brooks. Anyway, Brooks. You, Shout you, out. You'll, you'll catch me at my uh, usual beach bar, Winston's. In San Diego, California, hopefully watching this W. Also, I will be sending a transcript of my letter that I wrote to Kirk to uh, to Paul. So hopefully, you can get that up on uh, Fifty Gut. Hey. And uh, you know, that'll be up on the blog first thing in the morning, bro. Send it my way. <laughs> I, I will. I will do so. So yeah, we out here. All right, take it easy, y'all. All right, All fellas. Right. Peace.